Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Giannis is making his case. It seems like every day there's a new player making his case to be the best in the league. And last night was quite the show at Barclays Center. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. Hello, let's go. What is up? Carlin Carlin and Canty. How are we going to work this thing out? Is it going to be my name before your name? I don't know. Whatever you want. Uh, Alphabetical. Well, I we guess. can't. We can't use Chris. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> we got so much to get to through the course of today. We're going to get into plenty of the Bruce Arians, Tom Brady stuff. We're going to get into some New York stuff with Jacob Degrom. He having to undergo an MRI today, but right now we get it rolling. Here we go. go, go. Only one place to start. Spins the ball in his hands to give his team the lead back in overtime. Got it. Knocks them both down with a fist pump. Giannis has done it again. 120 to 119. We are not done yet. That was Giannis putting it away for the Milwaukee Bucks last night. WTMJ in Milwaukee as the Bucks win in overtime over the Nets. Giannis finishes with 44. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous watching Giannis and the Bucks play because I feel like all season long, Chris, everybody has wanted to talk about every other team because every other team is sexier than what they do. But the Milwaukee Bucks just go and find ways to win, and it's not just Giannis. It's Drew Holiday. It's everybody. Yep. They all make big plays, and I continue to feel like we are continuously forgetting about how good the Milwaukee Bucks are. No, we are, and it's crazy to think that a team that allowed 118 points in last night's game really did it on the defensive end. To me, that was the story of the ball game. Being able to hold Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to 16 points combined at halftime showed you the focus that Coach Budenholzer had in going into last night's game. He was going to make the others for the Brooklyn Nets try to beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and ultimately that strategy ended up playing out and working out for him. Kyrie down the stretch of that game, Three shots in the last nine minutes. I don't know how that happens. And even Kyrie after the it game. happens with good team defense, Carlin. That's I guess, really, but that's only really three what shot the story attempts. Was. They didn't really force it as much as maybe they should have in trying to get him the ball a little bit more. But this leads us to some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's hear from Kevin Durant last night on the loss. I'm hurting. That's two games in a row. Players walked up underneath me when I'm trying to make make a basketball play. Yeah, so my ankles hurt. You know, and it always sucks when you lose that you, you tend to think back on the mistakes that you made, but I don't think it was because of lack of chemistry or we didn't play hard or just one of those games, you know, didn't fall our way at the end. See, look, en- enough with coming up under me. That's number one. Number two, he's whoa, double- whoa, 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 hold on, Carla, hold on, Carla. We got to revisit that because that was a suspect play by Wesley Matthews with that corner three in overtime to Kevin Durant. It was. 
We got to call it a suspect play. I don't understand it's why. Like they didn't why the, call it though. No, he they went to called. The line. They called it, but it had the potential to be a flagrant foul. That's how bad it was. Let me try that again. Flagrant foul. I didn't think it. I, I thought it was bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Where it was a dirt. You think it was a dirty play? I think it was a dirty play. It didn't seem like it was uh. a natural play. You, you know, I mean, he basically did a flyby and then kicked his leg out to trip Kevin Durant as he's releasing the ball. So we can say it's not a dirty play, but. Kevin Durant has a gripe. He has a legitimate beef when it comes to that particular play. But I don't think that's what cost the Brooklyn Nets an opportunity to win no, last night. No, it did not. Game. He went no. to the line. He made all three. The ankle. Yeah. All right, the ankle's hurting him. I get it. Okay. Yeah. I, if you want to say that that's the reason, KD, that's unfair. No, that's not the reason. That's not, that's not the no, reason. No, absolutely The not. reason is Giannis being able to lock him up. The, that's, the, that's the reason. The, Gianna, the Giannis lining him up at the end of regulation – he never had a shot. No. He never had a chance. They was doubled, but with Giannis in his face, he doesn't have a chance. And, Chris, this is the thing about Giannis. It's so amazing to watch this guy who last year in the postseason, what's the narrative? Number one, you want to let him shoot the three? Go ahead. Don't even guard him. Go ahead and shoot the three. The guy, while you look at the numbers and they're not necessarily better, has no qualms whatsoever right now about going out and stepping back and hitting the three like he did last night. Phenomenal play. Number two, what's the other knot? Not going to hit free throws in big spots. He's up this year in that number, and he does that. This is, to me, if not the best player in the game, the second best player to Durant in the game who continues to get better in each and every way. No doubt about it. Now, there was a sequence in overtime where Giannis missed a mid-range jumper and he missed two free throws, and I thought that left the door open for the Brooklyn Nets to take control of it. But then you start talking about Giannis being able to push the tempo off of the, uh, off of the make and then p- go down and, and actually drive the ball and then get the two free throw attempts to put his team in position and, to win that game. He, to me, that was impressive because those were clutch free throws right there. And it shows that Giannis just routinely continues to work on his game and evolve as a player, especially on the offensive end. The defense has always been there. The rebounding has already been there. But now he's starting to add more tools in the tool bag. And the step back three that he hit at the end of regulation, Carlin, that's a big time shot, and that was his that was his first go ahead jumper or or game tying or go ahead jumper that he'd made in his career from three. But this is my point. He's doing all of this off of winning a championship. Yes, like none of that seemed to matter when he realized what the big knocks on him were, and mm-hmm. and that's impressive. Durant was complaining again down the stretch about the foul that he was called for that sent Giannis to the line uh-huh. at the time. I don't want to see I, – I want to see this series. This is the series that, as fans, we deserve to see in the postseason. I do not want to see it in round one. I do not well, want to see I'm it I'm pretty the sure round. the Milwaukee Bucks don't want to see it in round one either. But just one more note on last night's game. We also got to remember down the stretch, the Milwaukee Bucks did not have Chris Middleton. Remember, he no, was and out I thought, because of the flagrant foul. And on I thought Bruce flagrant Brown. two was a bit much. That was aggressive, but the fact remains he was off the court, yep. and yet the Bucks still found a way to be able to get it done. Running the offense well, through Giannis, Drew Holiday was big. Wesley Matthews made a big time three pointer in the corner off of a late find from Giannis, and that's another aspect of Giannis's game that has drastically improved. His ability to pass the basketball when oh, he's yeah. being double teamed. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that's huge in terms of getting other guys involved with the Milwaukee Bucks team. So, this is a team that's playing with a lot of confidence. They know what this time of year is all about based on what we saw them do last year. And I don't – it's scary to think this, Carlin, 
But I'm not sure we've seen the best ball the Milwaukee Bucks have played. I yet. don't think we have. I, mean, I don't you, think we have. You just got Brooke Lopez back. You, you know, Connaughton was gone for a while. But none of it has bothered them because they just look better as a team. And statistically, they're better. You have seven guys, and I am going to count, even though it's only eight games here. I said this yesterday. I am counting this with Lopez because I do think Lopez is a difference maker. Yep. And, but – you know, they go without Connaughton for an extended period, a month and a half or so, whatever it was, and Grayson Allen's hitting threes all over the place and shooting at 40% from behind the arc. I, I, I'm i blown away by how much better this team has gotten off of winning a championship. Are, and it, it may not show wins and losses quite yet, but I think it's going to show again in the postseason. Are these the two best teams in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, right now. Yeah. And yeah. I... Listen, I think the Nets are – this is why I don't want to see it in the first round. Yeah. I don't want to see it. To me, it's a waste, and I, I know what's happened this year, and it's just bad circumstance. I will say this for the Nets. Like, don't screw around here because they are same tied right now with the Hornets and Hawks. Make sure you're not in a two-game situation. Make sure you're in a one-game situation here. I'm not going to say they're not going to make the postseason, yeah. but – you just don't want to be in that you got to play two games. I, I don't want to see that. No, you don't want to be in that situation. Ideally, you want to take care of your business against the Cleveland Cavaliers right. and have one game and then be in a playoff series. That would be the hope. Now, Philadelphia has the Hornets tomorrow in Philly, so we'll see if the Sixers can help the Nets out in that Sixers regard. Are, uh, but the Sixers, are, the Sixers are an embarrassment right now. But, yeah, when we start talking about the power rankings for the teams in the Eastern Conference, to me, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. And then right under them are the Brooklyn Nets. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. You could say big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. We are just getting rolling here. In just moments, Chris and I actually disagree about the Bruce Arians-Tom Brady situation. And we will tell you why Chris is wrong. We'll also visit with Dan Graziano in just moments to get more on the actual breakup here of this partnership, if you want to call it that. It's Carlin and Canty filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Another huge piece yesterday and the Bruce Arian stuff just continues because people like me won't let go. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, <laughs> filling in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus right now. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joins us on the line, giving us a straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Couldn't get away from Canty fast enough, apparently, Dan. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. On my way home, but... Uh... Yeah, sorry I didn't stick around. I could have hung out with you guys for a little bit. (laughs) That's okay. So, look, a lot of the discussion the last couple of days has been the role that Tom Brady may or may not have played in Bruce Arians' retirement right now, or stepping aside right now, I should say. What do you make of it? Okay. (laughs) Good thought. We lost Danny there for a second. Danny, you there? Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. Go ahead. So what do you make of the Arians' decision to step aside right now? 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Look, I think to know about, I don't think it's necessarily like acrimony or any kind of nastiness, but I think, you know, this is a, this is a collaborative thing with a bunch of grownups down there, right? So if, if everybody decided that for whatever reason, whether it's because, you know, Arians wanted Todd Bowles to get a shot with a contending team, uh, you know, whether it's just he was thinking about moving on anyway, whether Tom was interested in trying it a different way. I, I mean, I, I think these are all discussions that go on. They all, got, they all seem to have gotten to a good place. Uh, from what I understand, from what I've been told from the people I trust, Arians is not upset. He's not, you know, I, I just, if, if there was, if there was bad feelings that prompted any of this, I don't think those are, those are what they're bringing out of it. I don't think that's what carried the day. Sounds like everybody there is happy with how this has turned out. So Dan, in spinning this forward with Tom Brady, it's obviously about competing for a championship. How does Bruce Arians stepping down impact that, if at all? Todd Bowles, his first stint as a head coach, obviously with the Jets, it didn't go well. Oftentimes with the Jets, it doesn't. And then, uh, you know, the, the offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, has always been with Arians. And so, you know, Arians has, takes a heavy hand in running the offense. So this is a time for Byron Leftwich to sort of, uh, you know, brighten his own star here. He's already been a candidate for head coach jobs. And I think he will continue to be, especially if, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense operates at a high level with him as its sort of sole guiding force right now. If there was a drawback to Leftwich, other than you know, lack of experience, which doesn't hurt a lot of other candidates, uh, it was, well, maybe that's Arian's offense and, he, and he's just along for the ride. So I'm not sure I believe that, but we're, we're going to find out. And I think um, it's a big opportunity for both those guys. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joining us on the line, Chris Carlin. And Chris Canty in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. So when you look at the Buccaneers now, as they stack up in the NFC, where do you have them, Dan? Yeah, I think there's like a, a you know, co-favorite or tri-favorite group with Green Bay and the Rams. Uh, I know uh, on the show this morning, Chris Long was saying, don't forget the 49ers, and I won't. But, uh, you know, if they're transitioning to Trey Lance at quarterback, there's some questions there, obviously. But, no, I think the Buccaneers are right there. I think they're, they should be head and shoulders above the rest of their division. Uh, I'm not sure what the Saints are going to be with Jameis Winston. If he gets a, they get a full year out of him, uh, could be a contender, certainly. But I think the Buccaneers are, are, are ahead of the rest of that class. Uh, some change on the offensive line. There's still some, 
pieces they need to replace on the defense. And Dominican Sue making his case yesterday on Twitter for them bringing him back. We'll see that. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think they look like a team that you have to look at and say well, they have a strong chance, uh, as, as strong as anybody in that conference for sure. Dan, the other big story over the last 24 hours in the National Football League would be the Rams landing free agent linebacker Bobby Wagner and getting him to sign up for them. How does that impact their hopes of being able to repeat as champs? They needed a, a middle linebacker, and, and this is a guy who's, who's going to go to the Hall of Fame at that position, and, and you know he'll bring leadership, he'll bring that veteran presence that they really like and, and, and treasure in that locker room. He's a guy that's been to the Super Bowl a couple times. He knows what it's like to try and repeat and get very, very close. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a good sign. Look, he's going to turn 32. Is he quite the player he once was? Probably not, but still an extremely good player and one that should help them. Uh, they still have some holes on defense. They need probably to add a, an edge rusher and a cornerback. But, um, you know, this was, uh, this was a, a position of need that they addressed at a high level, and, and I think, you know, he, he can only be a benefit to them. Dan Graziano, NFL Insider, with us. Dan, last one for me, and that just has to deal with the Jets still trying to land a big-time receiver. Do you see DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown eventually getting moved here in the offseason, and do the Jets end up landing one of them? Well, look, I don't think A.J. Brown, I I don't think that's a player Tennessee's at all interested in moving. They're the one seed last year, and they want to continue to try and make a run at the Super Bowl, so... I think if anything, they would they would be signing AJ Brown long term, whether that's this year or next. Uh, Metcalf, an interesting case because you could imagine the Seahawks getting to a point with him, similar to where they got with Russell Wilson, where they look ahead and say, "This is what the contract's going to look like. We're not sure we feel comfortable giving this player that kind of money," and then they move on from him. I don't think they're there yet. If they ever will get there, but it's certainly not inconceivable given the way the wide receiver market has changed this offseason and given the fact that, you know, Seattle looks like it might be entering a little bit of a rebuilding phase post-Russell Wilson. So I think people have an eye on the DK Metcalf situation. We'll see where that goes. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Jet, there are teams out there that, that, that a, a, a free agent wide receiver or a wide receiver who might want to be on the move would consider closer to Super Bowl contention. You know, I'm thinking about Green Bay, thinking about Kansas City. Uh, but, yeah, the Jets were in the mix for Tyreek Hill, and I think um, you know, it shows that they're big game hunting, and uh, you do that long enough, you'll eventually come up with your guy. Dan, earlier this week, Giants general manager Joe Shane said that he's not making calls about Saquon Barkley, but yeah. he's been fielding calls about Saquon Barkley. Now he's on his fifth-year option with $7.2 million this season. Asking you to look inside your crystal ball, is Saquon Barkley the week one starter at running back for the Giants in 2022? I still think there's a strong chance he gets moved. I think, you know, that price, that 7.2, I'm not sure they're excited about it, but I'm not sure anybody else is either. But, you know, you get into offseason and training camp, somebody has an injury. I mean, remember last year with the Rams when Cam Akers went down and they made the trade for Sony Michelle right around training camp time? So, you know, that kind of situation, I think, is likely to present itself. And when that happens, I think the market for Saquon Barkley will be more in the Giants' favor. Uh, you know, are they desperate to unload him? No. Is that is that their preferred way of creating the cap space they need? It, it's not. I think that James Bradbury is probably the, the guy that, that will create more cap space once traded. 
But uh, it's not out of the question. And certainly if they got what they feel is uh, fair value for them, I, I do think they'd, they'd consider it. That is amazing that $7.2 million is now a deciding factor and a detraction on a guy that the Giants drafted second overall and looked like one of the next dynamic players in the league two years ago. That's why you don't draft a running back second overall. Preach, Dan, preach. And that's why Dave Gettleman is no longer general manager of the Giants. Also true. One of the reasons. (laughs) Danny, thanks very much, man. Great stuff. You got it, guys. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziato joining us. We get to more on the Bruce Arians and Tom Brady situation in just moments. Starting stronger means or starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Bruce Arians announcing he's stepping down after three seasons in Tampa Bay. Defensive coordinator Todd Bowles being promoted to the head coaching job. He wanted to do this on his own terms. This is a big, big win for Tampa, not just short-term, but long-term. Chris Carlin, Chris Canny in for Greeny. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I've heard it over the last two days. I've heard everybody make nice, nice. I am not buying it. And I'm not saying that this is an acrimonious situation, but not for a second do I believe that Bruce Arian stepping aside had nothing to do with Tom Brady whatsoever. So what you're saying is Tom Brady went across the pond, watched the Manchester United game, talked to the Glazer family and said, listen, I'll come back if... Bruce Arians is not the head coach? Look, there's a few different reasons why this absolutely happened. And to me, one of them is Tom is feeling like he's in a situation where he can win again. It didn't happen the way he wanted to last year. Two years ago, he needed that deep breath. He needed to get out from under the thumb of Belichick. And that was a place that he quite literally, Chris, lost a power struggle to Belichick. He's not in a situation where that's ever going to happen again. And to me, when it was so clear at times that Arians did things a much different way than Tom was comfortable with, as refreshing as it may have been early, it got in the way, I think, in his mind, of doing, the, doing things the way that they need to be done in order to win again. That sounds good, but then I think back to Tom Brady advocating for Antonio Brown to be on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. How'd that work out this year? Now, listen, listen, they got a Super Bowl out of it in 2021. I mean, 2020, but it was an absolute disaster in 2021. And so I think there always has to be that balance, that push and pull when it comes to bringing out the best in the people that you have in the building and competing at a championship level. But to me, Bruce Arian stepping away is more about being able to hand the baton to Todd Bowles, his assistant head coach. And we know that B.A. has been one of the biggest advocates when it comes to diversity on coaching staffs. He's got three minority coordinators. He was one of the first head coaches in the NFL to add a woman on the coaching staff. And so I just feel like this is more about him being able to handpick his successor and turning it over to Todd Bowles. And this is a situation that's a lot different than Todd Bowles' head coaching job the first time around with the Jets. So I think that has more to do with it than people want to acknowledge. And then we also got to recognize this, Carlin. B.A. is going to be 70 years old this year. Sure. I mean, so at, at some point you have to start thinking about your career mortality and thinking about the other things that you want to do in life. And so I recognize this as the perfect opportunity for him to transition 
and have Todd Bowles and him being an advocate for diversity a part of his lasting legacy in the NFL. I, I, I don't disagree at all the impact that he has had in regards to that and that it was important. But I think it's all part of the deal. I think it's I think it's So this is all baked into it, yeah. Oh this see, this is me. It's not this a conspiracy. Is, this, is, this is a big cake. No, this is a big cake. And, okay. And I am gonna lay it all out there for you right now because I I'm sure that that discussion was had and they go to Bruce. What do you where are we at here with this? Mm-hmm. You know? And Bruce is saying, Okay, I'll do it if X, Y, and Z. All my people are taken care of. Bowles is the guy. Brady's not going to have a problem with Bowles being the guy. Because Because Bowles is on the defensive side of the ball. And he's also from the Belichick tree, where he may be closer to Bill and what Brady wants to do than Bruce Arians was. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's where it all kind of came together. Let's hear a little bit from Bruce yesterday on his relationship with Tom Brady. Get your ass on the golf course, man. I'm getting broke. (laughs) Uh, No, we have a great relationship. I mean, uh, all the players who are there, there are a few in here. Every one of them's gotten cussed out, all right, including him. So that's just part of me, you know. So that, that's nothing new. But we have a great relationship. I mean, as soon as he retired, I think we text every week. Hey, where are you at? What are you doing? When are you going to play golf? Uh, when are you getting back down this way? And uh, so <laughs> people got it right. I mean, and uh, it couldn't be further from the truth. Look, I, I, oh, I love Rosarians. I do, too. I, 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 listen, I know he's stepping away from being a head coach. But I hope that he stays around the National Football League. If they could hire him at the league office as a part of some kind of consultant role, him being able to work on diversity amongst coaches, amongst executives in the NFL, that would be the perfect place for him because the game is in better shape with Bruce Arians as a part of it. I, I don't disagree with that. And I, I love the fact that when he's asked about, you know, why not stick around and try to make a Hall of Fame, I don't give a damn about the Hall of Fame. No. And I believe him when he says it. Yeah. I believe him when he says so it. You don't be- but you don't believe him when he says this is all about his succession plan rather than having, a, 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 I don't know, this, this friction with Tom Brady. No, I, I believe that Bruce had his succession plan in mind. I think he wanted Todd Bowles no matter when he was going to step aside. Okay. I think he wanted Todd Bowles all along. This is not Bruce is jammed out the door. No, this is Tom saying, listen, we need to change this up a little bit. Okay. So let's all come to an agreement here as to how this could happen. Do they hate each other? I don't think they hate each other, but I'm not going to sit here and think that Bruce just did it because, like, for instance, I'm going to think for a moment that Brady came back from retirement Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. And a day or two later, Bruce Arians says, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm sorry, Brady, you know, if he supposedly retired too soon because he was too emotional and all that and then comes back, is he going to operate and make these decisions in a vacuum? No, he's one of the most methodical players that we've ever this seen in the point. National Football League. This so, is yeah, my point. This is, this is probably something that's calculated. I'm not completely dismissing what you're saying. It's just that I don't know how much that weighted into Bruce Arians making the decision that he wanted to step away. That's, that's the only part of it because if there was an inkling that it was going to be conditional Tom Brady returning if Bruce Arians was gone – then there would have been opportunities for Bruce Arians to be a head coach in the National Football League had they done this months ago. And so I don't know if it's necessarily the driving force, the motivating factor in Tom Brady coming back. I would just say it seems like a natural opportunity to transition. And Tom Brady, by the way, gets what he wants, which is a change at the head spot. I will say that it wasn't all that long ago that Bruce was saying, and I forget where it was at, um, but he said, yeah, Tom wants to come back. We're, we're going to keep the light on. We're going to keep, you know, trying to make it happen. And then when asked about the potential of ever trading him, when the Miami rumors came up yeah. and all that stuff, oh, what's it going to be, five first-round picks? The Bucks were never trading the rights no, to Tom Brady. No, 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 no. They were never going to let that happen. Yeah. So I just think that this was a whole nice, convenient package that came together. And Bruce at this point, at 70 years old, is probably just fine with it. And that's true, and that's probably the case. But here's what everybody, sure he's getting every penny here's what everybody wants to too. know, though, Carlin. What does this mean for Tampa Bay competing for a championship? Because I, that's why Brady came back, this right? Is, this he's is, playing in year 40, he's, 40, 40, he's 40, 40, 45 years old. Like, the reason why he's playing is to compete for a championship. B.A. stepping aside, what does that now mean for the Bucs in terms of where they rank in the conference and how you see them in the National Football League? Those are the questions that people want answered. Will Tal Bowles learn the lessons from his first time around being the head coach of the Jets, and will he be better in that role this time? Can we just treat that as if it's, you know, anybody that, besides Adam Gase, anybody who's – well, it, was, it wasn't his first job, but anybody whose first head coaching job was the Jets that yep. maybe we treat it with a – Pound and a half of salt. I, I'm, I'm willing to do that, but here's the thing. He that, made mistakes. Here's the thing that concerns me. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a top 10 scoring defense the past two years. If you look at Todd Bowles in his four years with the Jets, the best defense that he had was the first year. And he inherited a defense that was ranked sixth the year prior with Rex Ryan. So I don't. it, it progressively got worse on that side of the ball. All I'm saying is I know Todd Bowles knows defense. I wonder how him wearing the head coach hat affects his defensive game planning and his defensive play calling when he's trying to manage the overall game strategy. That is the big question that you have to worry, you have to be concerned about. That's a question mark that won't be answered until the season kicks off, but to me that's one of the only things that can derail the Tampa Bay Bucks from competing for it a It really does make me wonder how much Brady is just going to be 
basically making every decision with Byron Leftwich on offense. But it, it can't be it can't be the case when you're talking about. Is he going to manage the timeouts? Yeah, we're going to go for it on fourth down. What yeah, like, like, yeah that, 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 those are all things that the head coach has to be responsible for. And when they did have an opportunity under Todd Bowles to go to the playoffs, they went up to Buffalo. And they embarrassed themselves. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that was, the best way to put it. It that, should be a verb in the dictionary. <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That's what happened. A thousand percent. Chris Card on Chris Candy, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. In just moments, James Harden, since he's gone to Philadelphia, has he's shown some great signs and he's shown some not-so-great signs. Last night was the latter, and somebody had a big problem with it. We'll get to that in just a moment. Greeny, the podcast. Another rough night for James Harden against Pistons? <laughs> that, that's an understatement. That's an understatement. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. So, James Harden last night, as the Sixers lost to the Pistons. I want to repeat that. The Sixers mm. lost to the Pistons when Joel Embiid goes for 37-15 and 15 and James Harden from the floor shoots two, uh, two for nine from three and four from 15 uh, overall and finishes <laughs> with a rather inefficient 18 points. Yeah, and Cade Cunningham, the rookie, goes off for 27. Yeah. It's not a great look for James Harden. And here's the thing, Carlin. I thought when Daryl Morey pulled off this trade, this was absolutely going to make the Sixers a true title contender. I'm going to have to back off of that a little bit right now. And And the reason why I'm backing off of it is because James Harden is not the same guy in terms of efficiency and being able to score the basketball that he was in Houston. And the reality was that when the Sixers made this deal, he was going to have to be. This was not going to be the James Harden that we saw with the Brooklyn Nets, who's facilitating Kyrie and KD. He had to take a much more prominent role in terms of being able to score the basketball. And when he was in Houston, James Harden was the best pick-and-roll player in basketball. I don't even think that's opinion. That's fact. You know what's funny? And, 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 and with Joel Embiid, a guy that was you know, up until a couple of weeks the front-runner for the MVP, the fact that that pick-and-roll hasn't been as effective, as lethal as we all thought it would be, I think that's a problem. And then you consider the depth issues now that the Sixers have with having a shorter bench because you traded away Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. They got some real problems, Carlin. Well, and, I don't, and I don't know that Doc Rivers has any answers to be able to solve them. Well, there's a few things here. And I'll start with the bench because that's what Doc was asked about last night. He was asked about the lack of a bench right now and the role it played in the game and the loss to the Pistons. Well, they didn't struggle. Um, you know, they didn't get a lot of shots, you know, in, in their defense. I think during that stretch, it was more James, you know, than, than them. So, yeah, it's, it's just a tough night. It wasn't the bench being awful. It was James being awful. Yeah, Carlin, but the bench scored eight points. I, I know. How can you, you know, listen, I, two things can be true. I'm, James Harden struggled, but we can also acknowledge that there isn't a lot of guys that you trust coming off the bench for this Philadelphia 76ers to hold serve and rest Embiid and rest Harden and rest Harris and rest Thibel. They don't have enough guys. They just don't. 
The reality is that Danny Green is not the same three and D, three and D threat that we thought he was. No, nope. Cork Maz is taking a step back. He's taking Niang, a big step back. Niang is a solid player, but yeah. it just doesn't feel like he just doesn't move the needle. So yeah. I, I just when you start looking at the big picture and knowing that if you're going to be a true title contender, you got to have eight guys that you can trust on your team. The Philadelphia Sixers are probably two players short of that number. So I, I just I can't buy into them being a title contender, especially when you lose to the Detroit Pistons when Joel Embiid has 33 points going into the fourth quarter. And then there's the part right there that Doc just flat-out blamed Harden. When he wasn't even asked about Harden, he was asked about the bench. Well, not the bench's fault. It was James. James did not play well. And, and James really has not played well. And if I'm Doc, if I'm this, listen, Doc is going to get fired at the end of the year anyway. I mean, that, that's very clear. You know what? So just, he's going to be the scapegoat is what you're saying. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And I'm not the only one saying it because Greeny said it here just the other day. There's no question what they will do. They will fire Doc and Daryl Morey will give James Harden $250 million and he will hire Mike D'Antoni to be his coach. And you will just be recreating what they did in Houston that, look, in fairness, came awfully close, awfully close in the Western Conference. Had it not been for an ill-timed injury to Chris Paul and or a just a, an absolute meltdown by Harden in a big game or two and or Kevin Durant signing with the Golden State Warriors when they were already the best team in the league, that might have won a championship. Yep, but they didn't. And do you disagree with any of what Greeny just said? No, I don't don't disagree with it. And to take it a step further, this is not the same James Harden that was down in Houston, and people have to understand that. Now, we can say it's because of the hamstring injuries or we could try to attribute it to age. Whatever the reason, it's not the same guy. I mean, you can point to a lot of different metrics, a lot of different statistics, whether it's blow-by percentage, whether it's scoring, whatever you want to point to, it's not the same version well, of Harden. He's out of shape. Well, you can... And I, I think that's a big factor. I think I'm James not, Harden has to put some more pride into it at this but, point. But, Carlin, as an athlete, when you get older, you have to work harder to make sure that you stay in the physical condition that you need to be in. Right. When you're young, it doesn't matter. When you're in your 20s, it doesn't matter. When but, you get on the other side of 30, you got to put in more work. And James Harden clearly hasn't done that in back-to-back off-seasons. He didn't do that in Houston trying to force his way out. He didn't do that with Brooklyn because he didn't want to be here with the whole Kyrie situation going on. So now he's in Philly with a real chance to compete for a championship, yet he doesn't have the gas in the tank to be able to do it. And to take it a step further, I will agree with Doc Rivers on this point. James Harden was awful last night when it mattered the most. In the fourth quarter, he was minus 14 in 11 and a half minutes, and he was one of six from the field. They need him to be the closer. He's got the basketball in his hands. The closer can't be Joel Embiid. It has to be James Harden. When they lost a game the other night to the Sixers, what was, or uh, when the, excuse me, when the Bucs beat the Sixers the other night, Uh people looked at the fact that Giannis made this great block and an amazing play at the end. What we didn't look at is that it was an awful miss by James Harden on a wide-open three. And he shouldn't have taken that shot. If you look at it, Joel Embiid was spotting up. All he had to do was penetrate and then kick to Joel Embiid and let him be the hero. Uh, The Sixers are, with this combination, they're going to be held hostage this offseason by Harden, and they are in a big-time conundrum as far as trying to win a championship. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. 
You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.